Can somebody tell me what the Sam Hill is going on around here? Well, we can't, sir. Well, who are you? With Nerd Alert Squad. Oh, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Welcome to my nightmare. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? There are things that go bump in the night. Listen to them, children of the night. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What music they make! You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. We all go a little mad sometimes. There are rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Number one, you can never have sex. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. Red rum! Red rum! Number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. They're here. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Here's Johnny. I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Matu, Marada. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'll be right back. Oh! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to your weekly Nerd Alert. Joining me today for a very special episode, a very special episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. Uh, not that very special, we're not talking about like, you know, serious illnesses or, or kids climbing into sprinkles or anything like that, no, no, not that kind of special. Very special in that we're joined by a very special longtime friend of the show, uh, if you've listened long enough, you've heard him. He's been on a couple episodes here and there. He is our head honcho of all things Halloween. Grit is here. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Excited to be here. Glad to have you. And and what would we need to call in our head honcho for all things Halloween? Well, of course, he's here to talk about Halloween and various Halloween movies. Because that's what we're here to do today. Uh, it is spooky. It is officially spooky season. October has begun. And we are here to help you navigate the crazy world of a billion and a half streaming services. Uh, granted, we're not going through that many streaming services. But I think we've hit all the major streaming services. Uh, we're going to talk about what's on Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Shudder, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. And then, because we're old, we're going to talk about things coming out in movie theaters. You know those things, kids, where you pay money to go to a place and sit and watch a movie on a big screen where you're not allowed to play, or you're not socially, it's not socially acceptable to be playing on your phone or dicking around while the movie's on. You know, those places. Your parents want to take you to one once in a while? They were glorious places. Glorious. Uh, I was at one today. It was awesome. What'd you see? We saw Venom 2. How was it? It sure was a movie. Uh, I wasn't okay. a huge fan of the first Venom, so or back ah, Gotcha. Um, Sorry, I got no, off topic. I, I, it's okay. It's making tons of money, so clearly I'm in the minority on that one. Um, <laughs> so, to kick things off, we're going to start with, and this was supposed to be movies only coming out in theaters, but I'm pretty sure since I've made this list, I know at least one of them is now going to be on a streaming service uh, day and date. 
Uh, so we're going to get the big one out of the way because I had to bring Gridden to talk about this. And we did a whole episode like a year ago uh, on how excited we were for this movie to come out. And then it got delayed by the whole global pandemic. So we're still here a year later talking about how excited we are to go to a theater on October 15th and watch Halloween Kills. Very, very, very excited. Extremely excited times. We have so surviving cast of Halloween 2018 returning. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer. Uh, they're joined by Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Tommy Doyle. Yep. Yep, thank you. I was going to say Tommy Walsh, but that's not right. Uh, Close. So he made the mask. <laughs> yes. And Kyle Richards returning to a role she originated back in the original Halloween. Uh, originated in the original. I'm, I'm awesome today. Uh, playing little Lindsay Wallace. Lindsay Wallace. There you go. Um, Tommy Doyle direct- and Lindsay Wallace got together. Go. I she took her name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's a very modern guy, okay? Exactly. He's pro- very progressive dude. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. It's directly following the events from uh, Halloween 2018. It's the story of Haddonfield fighting back. Why are we excited about this? I mean, I know uh, listeners why we're excited about this. I got so many reasons that I'm excited about this. Uh, so for for a while, I kind of just avoided uh, almost everything. Uh, you know, I watched the first trailer like once, and then I kind of stepped away, and and I didn't want to see too much. You know, and I kind of didn't want to be spoiled, but. Now, like leading up to it, the last couple of weeks, this this marketing blitz that they've had has been insane. Like it's everywhere. I'm pretty sure they have like a four building spread in like Times Square with Michael coming out of Laurie's house. I mean, it's insane because, you know, when Halloween came out, it was a tiny budget movie. And then for the next 25, 30 years, the horror genre was kind of this this thing on the outskirts of movie dumb that that people didn't really acknowledge and a lot of people who got their start in horror like johnny depp and kevin bacon and jamie lee curtis for a long time they didn't want to have any part of it so anyway to see this giant huge billboard with michael myers on the porch surrounded by a flaming house is nothing short of spectacular i mean i, I can't even really describe it i've been a halloween fan for Oh, what the hell the heck old am I? A long freaking time, 20 plus years. And, uh, you know, to, to see how this movie series has progressed and changed and all the different iterations we've had, you know, there have been a few that have really kind of hit on some things that were really quality. And then you have movies like Halloween Resurrection that we wonder how they even got through the scripting phase, much less <laughs> into <laughs> theaters. <laughs> Oh my lord, how that movie even <laughs> nobody ever stopped and said, My God, what are we doing? So anyway, I, I'm I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but I think the fact that that you know John Carpenter's there, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is there, and she you know she's been there for she was an H2O, of course, which was cool. That was good, but that was very much a 1998, you know, post-scream horror movie that you know that happened to have Michael Myers in it. Um and she was there, of course. That was fantastic. But, um, you know, to have even, you know, Kyle Richards and, and you know, um, Nancy Stevens and and uh, everybody back is is crazy insane. And the thing about the middle Halloween movies, four, five and six, is they didn't really know what to do. You know, they there was a formula and four 
was a was a decent follow up, you know, as far as a story goes. But you know, that they just didn't know what to do. And I think that this take that they're having, where Michael Myers is this evil force and then the whole town of Haddonfield becomes this this lynch mob for lack of a better phrase is is really incredible and I mean they're tracking him down they're going to have flashback sequences you know there's a shot with Loomis there's a shot with little Michael Myers when he's six years old in his clown outfit all that is in this movie and and I I I don't know what they're going to do with it and that's what's got me shook is is you know, you've you've seen bits and pieces, and honestly, the marketing is showing a little bit too much for my taste. Yeah, I'm um, on that one. Yeah, uh, I, every time I see that trailer when I'm at the theater, I'm like, you can chop a good third twenty to thirty seconds out of this trailer, and it still works. There's, and it would uh, even be better, probably. Yeah, I, I would um, always appreciate it if you did. Yeah, I feel like I've seen at least like six kills just in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, apparently we get a lot. They say this is the most brutal, and even the next one is not as brutal and violent as this one. So if we've seen they six, kill everyone maybe, in this one, apparently. I, yeah, maybe they just kill everybody <laughs> no in this one. one. Left to kill. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's appropriate. We, it's called Halloween Kills, so there you <laughs> it go. should be. That's but no, it. I think uh, we definitely live in an age now when uh, franchising is definitely much more commonplace, and we've gotten much better at it. So, you know, like you talked about, like with four or five and six, like they would throw something out there, uh, put this in for the next movie. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Like that was kind of the thinking back yeah. then is just throw something in there that's mysterious and we'll figure it out down the road. We, you know, 20 some years later, we're much better at franchising and sequelizing properties. So it's, it's, it's awesome to see the original talent coming back. It's awesome to see this being handled by people who have love and appreciation for the originals and want to carry the story forward in a natural way. And on mm-hmm. top of all that, to see them, okay, now that we understand how to make sequels that don't feel like they're, you know, night and day or completely out of left field. Uh, and, and they're not just like running to catch up with what we planted in the last movie. It's awesome to see all that kind of come together. Like to see this franchise you've loved for years, kind of get, taken off the shelf, dusted off and redone with all the tricks we have in the toolbox. Now uh, that's always exciting to see. Yeah. And, and and I think the difference is, especially from those middle sequels is, you know, they were made by people who wanted a job, who needed a job working, you know, writing a movie, directing a movie, acting in a movie. That's who these people were. Whereas now what we've done is we've found these filmmakers who have loved these movies as much as all the rest of our fans. And, you know, they want to make a movie that they want to see, which, which, you know, in turn, hopefully, ideally is what the rest of the fans want to see. So that's, that's why I think that these movies, now they're not perfect. 2018 wasn't perfect, but man, I love the hell out of it. I thought it was fantastic follow-up, and I cannot wait to see this one. I really can't. Yeah, It's getting me excited. <laughs> I'm glad they stuck with coming out this year. I'm glad they stuck with uh, theatrical release. And like I said, top of the show, uh, it was announced a few weeks ago. This will also be available day and date on my most hated streaming service of all time. It's yours, Peacock. baby. <laughs> that's yours it's all you it's not mine I just I, uh, I washed my hands in it. they won't even give me a free subscription for life because my name is Peacock so I'm just done with them I was like come on man I'll plug the crap out of your shitty network you just hook me up nothing man nothing Yeah. So, no go on 
Um, I don't care what you put on. I don't care. I'll, you can put all the office on your network you want. I'm not buying it. I already own it. You can't take it away from me. Uh, it will yeah. be available day and date on Peacock. I highly recommend you go see this one in the theater. Uh, it's meant to be seen with an audience on a big screen. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't be a pussy and sit at home and watch it on your couch. You've got your your phone and your dog and your kid, or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your whatever. You want the fewest uh, distractions possible. You want to really get this movie to your attention and you really want to see it the way it's meant to be. Go see it in the theater. I totally agree. Now, I will, though, however, be seeing it in the theater at least, uh, you know, at least twice. But I also will be signing up for Peacock so I can watch it at home. Look, I have no problem with that. And I myself have gone to see a film in theaters and then been like, man, I kind of want to watch that again. Oh, it's on HBO. We'll, we'll pop that on. Uh, yeah. I don't mind rewatching a film on a streaming service. But the first time I see it, I want to see it the way it's meant to be seen. That's, that's always going to be in a theater for me. So. Oh, yeah, uh, so no question. That drops uh, October 15th, not soon enough. Um, the next two on this list are much later in October. Uh, they're dropping, both these next two films drop on October 29th. So they're just in time to watch them for Halloween. Uh, and as of the time of this recording, to my knowledge, they are not dropping on any streaming service. You have to go to the theater to see one. Uh, one of these films I did not know existed until I was researching this very show, so I'm very curious about that. But first, uh, we're going to shift from the granddaddy of all slashers to a more psychological murder mystery kind of ghost story thing. Uh, I don't quite know what this is about, but it looks gorgeous and has me intrigued. You got um, me intrigued. I don't know what's I don't know what's real anymore. Okay, go for, ahead. Sorry. Writer director Edgar Wright, best known for Shaun of the Dead, um, Baby Driver, uh, the whole Coronetto trilogy with Hot Fuzz and all that. Uh, Last Night in Soho, starring Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, Terrence Stamp, and others. Um, it's about a British fashion student who discovers some kind of weird portal through her apartment where she's reliving. 1960s London, but not just, uh, sorry, 1970s London, uh, but living it through the eyes of like a lounge singer lady played by Anya, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who ends up getting murdered and she's trying to solve the mystery while at the same time, like, it's this weird, like sort of possession ghost story thing. I don't quite know how to describe it. And that's kind of why I like it, uh, as it doesn't fit neatly into one little box. Uh, it looks visually stunning. It has great talent attached to it, and I'm I'm very intrigued by this. I I don't know what to expect, and that's kind of... I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this one yet or not, Grit. Uh, it is currently right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I do not have the audio up, so this is kind of an interesting take. Uh, get my captions because. Uh, I will say the, the the first trailer, the teaser trailer, was much better than the the newer trailer. It, it left a lot more to the imagination. But uh, it, again, I don't quite know how to describe it. I'm not entirely sure what it's about, but it looks really good. It, the visual it looks very interesting. And Edgar Wright is somebody who always, even though I might not, I, you know, I didn't love Baby Driver, but I was at least entertained watching it. Um, he's always at least entertaining his audience, and it's cool to see him kind of. Uh, you know, I love uh, Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead because it's one of those, like, it's a zombie parody, but it's also a really good zombie movie. Like, towards the third act, it, it, it sort of puts the comedy aside and just becomes a full-on zombie movie. 
So Edgar Wright's shown he can do serious work. It doesn't always have to be like parody comedy stuff. So curious to see how this turns out. Okay, that's uh, that's a girl from The Witch and uh, Split. And yep. what else is she in? Show that I haven't watched. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a whole heck of a lot going on here. But now there's a murder. You're right. Okay. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got your boy Zod in it. Your OG Zod, Terrence Stamp. I mean, when's the last time we saw him in something? Is that my boy? I didn't even know he was my boy. It's got your boy, uh, Doctor Who 14 or whoever it is. There you go. Uh, well, this looks cool. He's the eleventh actor, actually. I can't believe I was in the right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I can't believe I was only three away. Actually, um, all right. So for me, this is definitely not something I would be in the theaters checking out. Um, it looks cool. It looks interesting. I honestly don't even know if I saw this on HBO Max. If I would click on this one it does look like something else and i agree i like Ed- edgar wright's work but um this does not have my this one does not have my name on it um just based on what you've told me in the trailer i just watched part of it's because i just can't get to the theater that often you know i gotta soon be eight year old and it's just hard to get to the theater and you know this this is the kind of thing i would not watch by myself halloween i'll go see that 12 times by myself i don't care if i'm the only loser sitting there in a freaking halloween shirt that i got at an exclusive website online like that's fine with me but uh now this is not something you would catch me at the theater you made it almost 15 minutes in the show without dropping that i got a kid man excuse it's not an excuse <laughs> i just gotta be very specific about what i go see in the theater it's fair uh, we'll move on then. Uh, Moving this on. Next one, like I said, I didn't even know this was coming out until I was researching the show, uh, and I was like, I, it can't be just it, it's October. We got to have more than just two horror movies coming out into the theater. So I dug and I found one that I had no idea was coming out. Uh, I watched the trailer for it, and it's like, okay, this looks creepy. I'm not again. I'm not entirely sure what it's about, but I'm kind of intrigued by the fact that I, the trailer doesn't give me the whole movie. Uh, how am I looking at you? Uh, but there's one name attached to this that has me. It gets my money day one just because of this name attached to it. And I'll get to that name in a minute. The movie is called Antlers. It comes out October 29th. Stars Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons. Directed by Scott Cooper, best known for Crazy Heart, uh, Out of the Furnace, and Hostiles. More uh, drama than horror. Most importantly, this is produced by my boy, uh, Academy Award-winning director and the man who directed the greatest film of all time, Blade Two, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I never know if y'all are serious about that or not. I we are I'm... dead serious about that. I Blade Two, think... the greatest movie ever made. It's Blade uh, Two, then everything else below. I see. Mm-hmm. Blade There's... Two, then Citizen Kane, Godfather, all that. Then all that stuff. Uh, I know, so much it... passion. <laughs> that you all have to it. I don't know if it's like it's almost aggressive. Anyway, go ahead. It needs to be better appreciated. Anyway, uh, it's it's from the trailer. We see this little this boy who can't be more than like twelve walking around, picking up roadkill and killing small animals and taking oh. it back 
to a room in his house where he's feeding it to something. And then that something gets out of the house. That's all I can really put together. Uh, but again, it's Guillermo del Toro producing, so the imagery is off the wall. Um, it's some kind of monster movie. I don't know what. I'm sure because it's Guillermo del Toro. I'm sure it'll end up being the real monster is man because that's what he does. Um, but uh, again, his name attached to this has got me. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, again, it opens late. It's October 29th, but I think uh, Last Night in Soho might be a little more cerebral kind of murder or mystery. This looks like a good old-fashioned creature feature, and I am always down for one of those. Well, my uh, work computer has got the parental lock on YouTube, I guess, so I can't <laughs> even watch the trailer. Uh, I guess I can pull it up on my phone, but I will say this. Uh it's interesting seeing Carrie Russell come out. I don't know what she's done lately, but, uh, you know, she, she's she, in that show, the Americans. Oh yeah. That was pretty big. People love that. Yeah. No, I, 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 let's see. Yeah. Okay. She was in star Wars. Episode. Oh, that's right. She played, oh, yeah, yeah. uh, what's the you name's old girlfriend. Time, but... Yeah. You have no idea it's her, but apparently it's her anyway. Uh, she's cool. She's fine. I got no problem with her. Um, throwing back to the Felicity days. Uh, I'd say who is uh, good in everything I see him in because he's so freaking awful is this Jesse Plemons, and I couldn't have told you his name uh, <laughs> if, if I tried. Um, but yeah, the f- he's got that look about him. And, and my first introduction to this dude was Breaking Bad, where he was just freaking awful. You know, and he was so good at it. What else has he been in? Let me see this dude. The most recent thing I saw him in was Jungle Cruise. Uh, He's he's been popping up all over the place lately. Yeah. Jungle Cruise. Let me see what else I've seen him in. And he looks very familiar. I just, like I said, I couldn't have told you who he was. He was in Paul Vice, a Doug Vice. That was pretty good. Um, Anyway, so, yeah. And those are the kind of movies that I want to just like random idle Tuesday night. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm bored. I want to go see a movie. I wish there was something scary in the theater. I don't honestly care what it is, but mm-hmm. this is the type of movie I would check out. Like, I'm this not sure is what this is, be. but it's got a good pedigree. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, exactly. We got we got some quality talent in it. We got some quality talent behind it. Uh so this this would be the kind of thing that I would definitely check out. But um, yeah, as soon as I can get out from underneath my parental <laughs> controls, I am looking forward to watching the trailer for this. But Big Brother's anyway. watching it. Yeah. Oh, uh, you said that this was about our last theater one, right? I'm going to throw one out real quick. Yeah, we'll yeah, spend go for a it. lot of time on it. Scream is coming back to theaters for the 25th anniversary on October 10th and 11th. Well, that's next Sunday and Monday. Um, and apparently word on the street is that the scream 2022 trailer will be attached. So I got my ticket and I will be there. It might be the first movie that I sit through in full costume, including mask, which I've never done before in my life because I think it's weird and I'm just not that guy, but, and I'm going by myself. So how awkward is that going to be for me to show up full scream gear but I'm really thinking about doing it because why not, right? I'm not trying to impress anybody. I just think it'd be friggin' wicked. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. What movie? Scream. How? Never heard of it. What's that? 
it's a little film came out December 1996 it's pretty scary it's pretty terrifying changed my life I mean I mean I'm, I'm happy for you I just don't think it sounds like something I'm gonna go see just <laughs> No, that's awesome. Uh, I <laughs> I knew there'd be, and that's the thing is, is Halloween. You can always count on uh, some of the old standbys to get a re-release, uh, which is fun to see. If, if you missed them in theaters the first time or haven't seen them in a while, it's fun to go watch. Uh, or weren't even born when they were in theaters. That's that too, yeah. Increasingly, more people out there like that. Thanks, I'm oh. impressed, Yeah. Anyway. No, that's all right. right. Many of my favorite movies I've caught uh, on a rewatch when the the local theater is doing a like a retro throwback kind of thing. So yeah, that's awesome. well. This is nationwide, okay? So pretty fancy. Yeah. All right, there you go. All right, our first channel skip. Uh, we're jumping from theaters to my favorite network, and they're not even paying me to say this, but I will happily hashtag shill out for Shutter. The best $5.99 a month you will spend is Shudder. If you're a horror fan and you don't have Shudder, I don't think you're really a horror fan. There, I said it. Mm, guess who had to cancel Shudder? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to cut your mic off. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Shudder is the Netflix of horror. All they do is horror. This isn't like other, other streaming series where they have a section of some random horror movies where they bought a package of stuff and here's what we've got. They are they they specialize in horror movies, both the classics you know and love, but they specialize in stuff you haven't seen, in some cases haven't even heard of yet. They curate their lists. They're always out looking for the newest, best, unheard of kind of horror movies to keep things fresh. And to kick things off, of course, you know I'm going to talk about them. You know as soon as I mentioned Shudder, this was coming because in my mind they're synonymous. October 8th. And unfortunately, I won't be able to see it live. I'll have to catch it later because some jerk in Iowa had to get married this weekend. Lame. Joe Bob's Halloween Hoedown, October 8th. It's a Friday. Uh, set your calendars. Starts at 9 o'clock. It'll be, I don't know how many movies. Uh, he's done two, three, four in the past. I don't know what the movies are because he doesn't announce them until they air on the program. But it'll be Joe Bob and Darcy showing some Halloween movies. Uh, and I say Halloween because I'm pretty sure we're getting Halloween movies because while I might not know what exactly they're showing, I do know who they're going to have as guests during the hoedown. You're sitting down for this, Grit? Barely. This might be the selling point for you. I'm right on the edge. The, the guests are David Gordon Green and Jason Bloom. <sighs> okay. The okay. writer, director, right. and producer of Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. As of right now, I know Halloween, the original, Halloween 4 and 5 are available on Shudder. It would not be unheard of for Shudder to debut movies on their service on Joe Bob's show. Could we possibly be seeing the long-awaited Halloween 3? Could they be bringing Halloween 2? Could we be doing 6? I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe it's all three of them. Wow, that would be that would be freaking amazing because he's already done Halloween one, four, and five, right? Then he led last year for the Halloween yeah. Hoot Nanny, okay. and those are the only ones available on Shutter, which is a weird kind of grab bag of Halloween movies. Yeah, and you think about who's got the rights to those too. I mean, I guess those were Trankus International, I guess, however you say it, Com- Compass International, Trank. Anyway. 
two was universal. Uh, three might have been universal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody hate, hated three. I love three. It's fantastic. Darcy uh, also loves three, and Darcy has been on a campaign to get three on the show since like the very first uh, marathon. So it's happening at some point. Yeah. It, it, I know Darcy's got our back on Halloween three. And of course, you know me, and you know how much I love Halloween six, despite Dude, the universal hate. There. I'd love to hear Joe Bob talk about Halloween six. Yeah. I think it would be fantastic. Especially um, with Jason Bloom and David Gordon Green there. Oh, I'd love to hear that conversation. Okay. All right. I don't know if let they're me... going to sit in for every movie, if they're going to come in throughout. I, I don't know. but okay. <laughs> Well, let me check and see when my shutter uh, actually expires. <laughs> I might have a few <laughs> more weeks on it. Yeah, you know, so your, your buddy might be able to hook you up on that one. <sighs> that might be pretty good. Uh, well, that's... Oh, that's very interesting. Okay, good to know. Yeah, that's exciting. I had no idea. Of course, you know. Yeah. You introduced me to Joe Bob, literally, actually, like physically in person. <laughs> and then in that same uh, same swath, I was introduced to the fantastic show. And of course, I remembered the Monster Vision from back in the day. Uh, I never watched it, though. I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Back in the late 90s when I was fully into Scream and, and even the original Halloween, like like a B horror movie because those were so mainstream at the time. And, you know, these, these old school Joe Bob horror movies, I was like, I don't, I got, I got no time for that. Plus, plus young, like thirties mm-hmm. and forties, Joe Bob, he was kind of, a, he kind of had like a douche attitude that I was not a big fan of now, <laughs> like uncle Joe Bob that we got mm-hmm. now, who's like just this slightly old timer, just, just going on about it. That's it. I want to be with him, but yeah, old school Joe Bob, not my guy. Well, that's very interesting. It's very exciting, and I had no idea about that, and I really appreciate you telling me that. Cause... I figured, uh, figured I'd be breaking that news to you. So, like I yeah. said, it's, it's I always recommend Joe Bob because no matter what he's showing, it's a might suck, but Joe will help. Um, even some of those harder to watch ones, I stick through it because that's okay. Well, what's Joe Bob going to say about the thing we just saw now? Um, so, but it's hard to recommend it not knowing what movies are going to be shown. But as soon as they drop those two guys as guests, I'm like, we're getting at least one Halloween movie. Then I have no idea what Halloween movie it'll be because I don't yeah. know who who they've negotiated rights with. And again, everyone always says, well, it can't be any of the others because they're not on the service yet. I'm like, yeah, but they've also debuted movies for the first time during a Joe Bob episode, so that's not that's unprecedented. Just because yeah, it isn't I, on the service yet doesn't mean they can't show it. No, yeah, but for those two guys to be on Joe Bob, I, I feel like, you know, it's got to be something significant, and I feel one hundred percent like the this weekend be before Halloween Kills drops. I might add, like, yeah, this this is it. They're they're setting this up for something. This this is not going to be like random Joe Blow McGee movie. Like, this is going to be Halloween. They're going to drop something. It's going to be fantastic. Could be two movies, could be three or four movies. At least one of them, I get the feeling, is going to be a Halloween one. So uh, I won't yeah. be able to check that out until Sunday. So you'll have to let me know real time uh, what's going on. Oh, I will. I definitely well, will on that one. I can't on my phone during the wedding. That'll be cool. Yeah, that'll uh, be fun. <laughs> <laughs> In that same vein, um, Shutter's had great success bringing Joe Bob back, giving him his, his basically his old show back and giving him a platform. Uh, the the mutant family has turned out in droves to support Joe Bob. So Shudder wisely is attempting to replicate this success, and they just recently brought back everyone's other favorite horror host, Elvira, just came back last weekend 
I think it was last week. It might have been two weekends ago. Uh, time is weird for me. For Elvira's 40th anniversary, very scary, very special special. I didn't yes, know that. Stutters. You got to yeah. tell me these things. <laughs> so, don't cancel special, your special, bro. Uh, okay, well, I'll movies, hold out through October. <laughs> four movies, all hosted by Elvira. Um, the first one was her movie, Elvira, Message of the Mistress of Darkness, Mistress of the Darkness, oh, whatever it's called. I watched that the other night, dude. That is uh, just because she's been in the news and stuff. And you know, I was like, I've never seen this. It came out. I don't remember what I saw it on, but it's a. I've never thought that they could make an entire movie around boob jokes, but they, <laughs> they pretty sure. much did. They pretty it's much a did. It's a fun time. Um, and it's fun to hear Elvira look back and, and kind of poke fun at herself. Um, yeah. But of the four movies she showed, there's two I want to highly recommend. If you've never seen them, this is the perfect time to get in on them because you have someone there to kind of guide you through them. But she watched the original House on Haunted Hill from 1959 with Vincent mm. Price. If you've never seen the original, here's a perfect time to go watch it. I've not. And she did one I'd never heard of before. Uh, now be careful because if you're just going to watch this one, Shedder has them listed in the incorrect order. Uh, what you're looking for is episode three, City of the Dead, which they have listed as a different title, but it's episode it's the episode that's City of the Dead. Uh, it's a movie I'd never heard of before. Uh, it's an old black and white horror movie from the 50s. Uh, stars no one I've ever heard of except uh, it's got um, Christopher Lee in kind of a small role. It has a very, very psycho-esque kind of feel to it. The story is a young grad student, pretty blonde, um, see if you can count the Hitchcock cliches is doing a term paper on witchcraft, uh, and is told about this little town, uh, nearby that has some infamous, uh, 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 history with burning witches at the stake. So she drives alone through the night in her car, uh, to get to the town to do some research and comes to the hotel in the town and creepy things start to happen. And there may or may not be a witch cult and she disappears kind of early on in the movie. And then her brother and fiance, I uh, have to investigate and go to the town and try to find what happened to her. Very wow. psycho-esque. Oh, very. very. Psycho-esque. Yeah. I've seen that one before. But it was also really well-made, had a really good cast. I couldn't tell you anyone's name except for Christopher Lee, but they all did great jobs in their role. And it's by today's standards, pretty tame there's no gore no nudity no cursing um the younger crowd might get a little bored because it's a little slow in parts but uh this is something you'd be okay putting on with the little kids around there's nothing that's gonna be uh out of the ordinary there's some uh, sort of intense scenes at the beginning when they they burn a witch but they don't actually show anyone being burned um but it's a really cool mystery, a really cool, creepy Halloween-esque vibe with witches and witchcraft and weird towns and fog everywhere. If you're a fan of the uh, Silent Hill games, I'm pretty sure this this movie is what inspired it. There's fog everywhere and a creepy mystery and people disappearing. Uh, that's, that ain't Silent Hill. I don't know what is. But uh, those are the two out of her special I recommend watching. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know she, she was rolling back. She just had a big week. You know, she released her book. She got her show. Yeah, love it. Glad to see that uh, that big beehive wig still fits. <laughs> and I have a feeling, uh, based on the success and, and the, the the love this special has gotten, I'm sure they will bring Elvira back. I'll be surprised if uh, apparently we have several Joe Bob specials before season four starts. 
Mm. Ooh, excuse me. I'll be surprised if she doesn't pop up somewhere amongst all those Joe Bob specials. Um, just because I'm pretty sure they all shoot in Atlanta. So, oh, really? I didn't know that. I think I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure they all shoot in the same area. Um, so, yeah, uh, Joe Bob and Elvira on Shutter. Give them a watch. And then, if you don't want to sit down for an old school horror host kind of TV show, if you're like Obi John, you're stuck in the '90s. Get out of this trend of you just trying to relive your glory days. All right, fine. I've got a straight up just a cool movie for you to watch. Okay vampires on a boat in world war ii with nazis that's cool if that didn't catch you uh what hooked me in uh a it's got some cool cover art uh b it's got a name that's punny as hell and that will always get me to tune in for a movie for at least 15 to 20 minutes it's called blood vessel Ah, look what they did with that. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, me and Julian watched this like a year ago. It wasn't even on Shutter yet. It was on some other service. Uh, but as soon as I saw it pop up on Shutter, like, oh man, I got to rewatch this. I will. It, it, it starts out. It's in World War II. This commercial freight gets shot down by, or shot out of the water, not shot down uh, by a Nazi U-boat. And they're in a life raft. So it starts out with these survivors in a life raft. And what are we going to do? And all of a sudden, oh, there's a ship. We're saved. We're saved. And then as they're climbing up this ladder onto the ship, they see the giant swastika. And they're like, oh, fuck. No, we're not. Um, they have no idea how bad it gets because the, the crew is just gone. So it starts out kind of slow. I'll say that much. It's a bit of a mystery of what's going on, what, what happened to everybody. And slowly you learn to find out that on board this blood vessel... There's a there, there's a vampire, and I'm talking like old school Nosferatu, half human, half bat, badass kind of vampire. None of that sparkly tween romance novel shit, uh, but like really scary vampire. It does take a while to get going, I will say that. Um, but once it gets started, this was a really fun movie. Did I tell you I watched those? By the way, you uh, you did not. I watched every single one of them. The first one was just as atrocious as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, they all, weren't all as bad as out there were going to be. But that one was degrees of terrible. That one was particularly terrible. Well, I'll have to check. Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, me and vampires had our time together. You know, we 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 had a good run, but I don't I don't sign up for for vampire movies uh, much anymore. Same with zombies. Like I just zombies played out. They're just done. Every once in a while, you still get one that kind of has a yeah. Uh, Train yeah. Busan was cool. Would have been a lot cooler like ten years ago. Um, yeah, but yeah, the whole zombie thing is because it, it's too it's easy to do on a cheap budget. Yeah, and everyone so everywhere. discovered that, so everyone got it played out. So I'm ready for uh, for zombies to go away and something else to kick back in. Uh, you know, feeling like I haven't seen a cool werewolf movie in a while. You know, maybe dust that old chestnut off. Oh, that's true. Really, well, there's a new movie called Wolf coming out. What is that about? What? I didn't know that was that thing. I, I just saw something for it, and I don't even know if it's a horror movie. It might not even be. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Are you making the Jack Nicholson wolf? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, that's what's on Shutter that I recommend. Uh, great. Anything else from Shutter you want to toss out there? Man, I just haven't pulled up Shutter in a while. Uh, you know, I kind of feel bad. I feel a little guilty about it, but you know, I hop on there. I I do watch the Creep Show episodes that they put out. Here's I do man. like those. I like uh, those anthology type things so i've always dug the creep shows trick-or-treat you know that whole thing so it, it because it's goofy you know it's it's low low pressure 
or I don't know how else to say it really. The the stakes aren't very high, so you can just have fun, let go. Now their Christmas special was pretty suck, but other than that, I, I really dig. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Um, Alrighty. <laughs> yep. So anyway, um, well, channel surf one more time then, and if you're we're done with Shutter. That's all I got for Shutter. Yeah. Okay. Channel surf over on Netflix. There's at least one on this list that I need Grit to tell me about. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Grit, I know this was all the buzz when they first dropped him. I still haven't gotten around to watching him yet. Is the Fear Street trilogy worth a watch? Yes. The Fear Street trilogy is absolutely worth a watch if you are, and I was going to mention this earlier, just how they got all the cast back for all these movies, Scream, Halloween, you know, that they got the cast back. They're milking and hitting the nostalgia hard. And that's that's everybody, you know. We got our Ghostbusters. They're, they're re-releasing toys that were, you know, fourteen ninety nine when they came out, and they're 50 and 50, 60 bucks because they know we're going to buy them. We're the target audience. So having said that, uh, Fear Street very much plays to that. Um, the first one is super 90s like way hard scream inspired very cool totally dug it second one uh we got the camp trope so we got friday the 13th we got sleepaway camp we got you know whatever else the burning we got some some camp tropes in there um and uh the third one is is back in times so like the, the 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 colonial days so they had that kind of vibe but the they were good, but I tell you what, by the end of that second one, the way that it's going down, like just the very end of it, and this does not happen to me. I like got like upset. Like I, it, it really bothered me like a lot. And okay. I, and I stuck with it to get through it, but just the brutality of it and kind of what's going on and who the character, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, 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 it got to me and, and that doesn't happen, but just, I don't know. I, I don't know how else to say it. I almost okay. turned it off. Um, okay. And there's only one other movie that, that I've done that with, which was, which, Oh, speaking of Joe Bob, the only way I got through cannibal Holocaust was because <laughs> Joe Bob was there to like shake me out of it every 15 minutes or whatever. And, and that's the only way I made it through that movie. It was, that is to date the only episode they've released a special on its own, just Joe Bob yeah. uh, for the segments. Now they did go back and put, uh, there's a whole listing on shutter of just Joe Bob, which is mm, where, because yeah, because their streaming rights kind of wax and wane and sometimes they have the rights for that movie and sometimes they lose it for a while, but they own all the Joe Bob segments. So now there is just a permanent, just Joe Bob heading before that. That was the, the Cannibal Holocaust was the only movie where when they put the Cannibal Holocaust episode up to stream, it was there as the full one and then just the Joe Bob segments. If you didn't want to actually watch Cannibal Holocaust again. so Yeah, there's there's nothing. Cannibal Holocaust does not provide any. And I'll stay. I will stand by that, that it is a completely waste of time, money, effort, energy. There is nothing of quality to be gleaned from cannibal holocaust and that's that's a whole other discussion we can have back to fear street yes yes if you like these okay. movies if you like horror movies if you like genre movies absolutely check it out it gets real hardcore at the end of the second one and maybe right. it was just me you know maybe somebody else and probably that's the case probably somebody else would watch that and be like dude it's not that serious calm down like and that's fine <laughs> uh, but for me uh, 
personally, it was, it was a lot. So anyway, um, but yeah, definitely check them out. I just no remember question. you put a post up at one point. I was like, man, this is the most scream thing I've seen since scream. That's exactly it. Yes, that is a perfect way to describe the first one. No question. All right. Uh, well, uh, so there you go. Check out. There's three of them. They're all available on Shutter right now. Um, I don't know how long. Or sorry, on Netflix right now. I forgot we changed the channel. Um, on Netflix, Fear Street Trilogy. Give it a watch. Um, sticking with that same kind of, I don't want to say call it a comedy, but sort of like tongue-in-cheek horror movies. Of yeah, it's a horror movie, but it doesn't really take itself that seriously. Uh, it might make you laugh as much as it makes you gasp. Um, from 2017, The Babysitter. If you don't oh, know yeah. what it's about, briefly, kid uh, has a crush on his super hot babysitter. Uh, while she's babysitting one night, he kind of sneaks downstairs and she's had some friends over and discovers that friends are actually a coven and they're planning a witchcraft ritual involving the uh, 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 sacrifice of a virgin and he's the virginal sacrifice. So it turns into kind of a Home Alone horror movie of the coven uh, trying to get the kid to complete the ritual while he's trying to escape. Um, it's, a, again, weird kind of mashup of kind of horror, kind of comedy. But it's got a really good Samara Weaving play. Got a fun cast. Um, if you haven't seen it, give it a watch. Again, this is one that's not going to be like super intense. Um, it'll make you laugh as much as it makes you scream. I thought it was fun. Oh, I dug it. I really dug it. And I, I like the second one. I didn't like the second one as much as this, as the first one, but uh, I I really I dug them both. I just thought they were a whole hell of a lot of fun. I thought the main kid was was great, and he's great in the second one. He's grown up a few years. Um, yeah, definitely check out the babysitter. It's got uh, the second one has got Jenna Ortega in it, which I couldn't have told you her name if I hadn't looked it up. But she she's awesome. She I think she's a very talented up and comer. Like. She was in this. She's in Scream 2022. Uh, she's cute as hell. Um, so I think, yeah, I'll keep an eye out on Jenna Ortega. She was in, uh, she was on You, actually. I think she played the sister. Anyway, um, yeah, Babysitter, Samara Weaving. That's who you're confusing Margot Robbie with all the time. Not you specifically, but I know I do it. <laughs> and I'm sure all kinds of other people do it. Uh, it's like, oh, cool. Margot Robbie is in uh, Ready or Not, but it's not. That's Samara Weaving. So, good stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then the, my last recommendation for Netflix is one that came out in 2018. It was actually recommended to me by Koran. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised by this one. It is it is a much more... This is a straight-up horror movie. Um, it is a slow-burn psychological... Uh, it does have some physical horror to it, but it's called The Ritual. It's about a group of buddies who go backpacking in the woods and crazy stuff starts to happen. Uh, it was made in, I think, Sweden, but it's all filmed in English. So you don't have to worry about subtitles or anything. Because uh, I know sometimes the people are like, oh, I got to read this movie. Yeah, I'm done with this. Uh, don't worry. It's, it's all dubbed in English. Um, but without giving too much away, they get into the woods. Creepy things start to happen. There may or may not be some weird kind of, uh, again, as the title would imply, ritualistic stuff going on they may have stumbled into the wrong woods they may have spent the night in the wrong cabin i don't know um but it was really good it was fun to sort of watch this mystery kind of unfold and figure out what the hell's going on as the characters do um 
it's got some some background drama but it's not like too in your face with it it was it was a fun watch uh, and it, it is a flat out like this will scare you kind of horror movie so yeah i i i dug it i um that's the one that's one of the ones that like i added to my watch list and then would pass by it every single time but then finally i i checked it out and i i thought it was awesome i really dug it i liked the uh the cinematography like the the environments and stuff and and how you feel you feel what these guys are kind of feeling just just based upon how things are framed i don't know i just i thought it was really cool um and then the the end was like whoa okay pretty awesome pretty wild i dug it so definitely check that one out i agree Mm -hmm. any other netflix recommendations they just dropped Saved by the Bell. You can skip season one. That's about all I know. Season one doesn't count, but other than that, hit it up. Uh, any other Netflix horror recommendations? Oh, that's what you meant. No, nope, that's all I got. I bet if I Fair looked enough. through there, I could find something. I should have done way more prep. I apologize. This okay, is just well. like high school all over again. I just show up and hope I get through it. It's okay. It's fine, man. I'm just I'm not putting your name on the group project. That's all I'm saying. So we're gonna (laughs) channel surfing once again. We're gonna jump from Netflix over to Hulu, Uh, and I will say Hulu does very conveniently have all their uh, not all their but most of their horror movies in a a, their own little category. It's Huluween. So just click on the Huluween box, and most of the stuff is all grouped together for you. You don't have to scroll through and try to look it all up individually. That was very convenient. Thank you, Hulu. Uh, you're like the fourth or fifth channel I went through to try to find stuff for this list, and I was like, oh, hey, it's all grouped together. That was very convenient. Thank you. Uh, so keeping with the Friends Getting Lost in the Woods theme, I know this movie didn't go over very well when it came out. I liked it. Uh, I think it was a good sequel to the original. If you, It's one of those like 20 years later kind of sequels. I thought it was good. I thought it brought enough new elements to it. I really hoped it would get a sequel. It ain't getting a sequel. But I'm talking about the 2016 Blair Witch. Not the Blair Witch Project. Mm. Blair Witch. It was the like 20 some years later sequel to the original Blair Witch. The younger brother of I think the female lead from the original movie um, Heather Donahue yes I, I think he's he's her younger brother he might be with the brother of one of the, the, the younger brother of one of the people from the first movie I can't remember okay. who he is anyway uh he's got he he's in college he's doing like a film degree uh so he has access to lots of cool toys like you do in 2016 like drones and gopros and stuff like that and um he's, he's putting together a final project and his his friends and he decide um it would make a cool documentary for him to try to trace his sister's steps and go find them. I think there might've been a letter or something he found um, that kind of points him in a new direction. So they go off in the woods to try to find out what happened to his sister. And because it's a Blair Witch movie, everything goes sideways. Uh, I will say this, the movie is much more polished than the original. It's definitely a studio production. That being said, 2016 found footage horror movie versus what was it? 99, the original Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. night and day as to like you know quality of camera and you know the kind of shots you can get so yes it looks much more polished than the original but in 2016 it would uh so i kind of give it a pass on that uh and, and it has a bit more of a budget and by that i mean it has a budget 
so <laughs> they can the, when things start to happen uh it definitely has some and it, it doesn't lean too far on cgi or anything but it definitely has some cooler toys to play with i really liked it i think it added a lot of cool stuff uh to the blair witch mythos and not necessarily added but like highlighted things that were in the original movie that you probably glanced right over because someone talked about it in a sentence and that's all we heard about it um this one kind of dives into the lore of the blair witch which is always really cool i liked it i recommend it i mean it's always really cool unless you try to do it two years later in 2001 with uh jeffrey donovan then it's a little less cool but nobody's, that nobody's guy was fantastic in that movie, by the way. He that he was way overqualified for Blair Witch too. Anyway, that's why he got a show on USA. Good for you, buddy. Way divergent. I apologize. I did not actually. Here's what happened with that. I rented that uh-huh. the 16 mm-hmm. uh, like on Amazon. This is probably two years ago now, and uh, I it was one of those ones where I ended up trapped in my phone. Like it couldn't keep me held on long enough for me to like not jump up in my phone and get distracted. And honestly, I don't remember a single thing about it. But uh, yeah, I know because I was pretty hard into into Blair Witch back when it came out. Um, also, I'm friends with Heather Donahue on Facebook. So how about them apples? Um, and she is alive, actually. Nice brag, man. A lot, a lot of people don't know that. Oh, yeah. I got a couple people on here that have no idea that I exist, but I'm like, yeah, I'm friends with Tommy McLaughlin on Facebook. He don't fucking care. Like, I anyway. don't know if you know this, but I was on a Skype call with Ernie Hudson at one point, so <sighs> kind of a big deal. It's kind yeah, of it was like deal. me and like 25 other people, but... Uh... Hey, that's fine. Don't matter. Yeah. You you and Ernie were still there together. Anyway, um, yeah, as far as the footage goes, I will say that that's interesting because it makes sense, of course. Just just like you said, 2016, we're going to have better film equipment, especially somebody in film school. They can go hit up the freaking, you know, they got rental equipment or anything else. But there's something about that 16 millimeter film that, uh, what was it, 16 and 8? Were those the two cameras they had? And then maybe yeah. they had a video camera. Did they have a, a camcorder? Cam- yeah. A 16 and an 8 millimeter in the original. Okay. There's just something about shooting on those formats that just takes the cake. And 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 there's only one other movie that I can think of that the actual film stock made a difference within the movie itself. And that is the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they shot that on newsreel footage because it was cheaper than film stock. And, uh, and it gives it that look, you know, that's why it looks like a documentary. That's why when I did first see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like 25 years ago or whatever, I had to turn it off. That was one that was like, this is messed up, yo. There's, there's stuff going on. I feel like I'm watching this is like a snuff film. And then I stopped and about two days later, I was like, you know what? That's brilliant. They did exactly what they were going out to do. And that was the freaking mess with my head. So I was like, you guys are geniuses. And then I watched it again. I watched it all the way through and I loved it. That's kind of how I feel about the Blair Witch, you know, it, it, the the aesthetic and, and what the movie is, is actually impacted by the type of film that they used, which is very, it's crazy just to think about. But anyway, so to, to remove that element, I don't know. I'll check it out. I'll watch it again. I like again. those movies in the fall time because it's like witchy season. So I'll, 
I would throw it on again. If you say I should throw it on again, I'll throw it on again. Blair Witch hit me the same way it hit you. I was of the the exact right age to be taken in by that movie, and it's genius marketing and the hype around it. And mm-hmm. couldn't get to see it in theaters because you know Dubuque, Iowa, only got it for like a week, and I couldn't go out to see it because I didn't have a car or a license yet. Um, so I had to wait till it came out on a VHS. And believe you me, as soon as it hit the video store, I was there. Like you got it in yet? I was that kid. Um, so yeah, I loved the original Blair Witch. Repeat viewings twenty some years later, I don't think it holds up as well, and it's just because it 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 sort of reignited the found footage thing, and that just like zombies got so overdone. Um, I'm surprised it took them that long to do a proper found footage sequel to Blair Witch. That being said, I love this movie because it got into the lore of Blair Witch, which if you were around in '99. There were so many like magazines and books and uh, sci-fi channel specials and all this like ancillary stuff around Blair Witch that talked about all like the history of the legend of the Blair Witch and the history of the town and all these like layers of lore and mythology that I was so like, oh man, this movie is going to be insane. And then I watched and it's like they mentioned it a little bit at the beginning and then we get lost in the woods and we hope you paid attention because we're not talking about anything anymore and nothing really quite pays off. And there's that one shot where you're supposed to see a witch, but it was too dark because we lit it with flashlights and you can't see the witch. So like it was kind of a letdown. So this movie uh, where again, it it has a bit more polish. uh, It does get to actually add in some of those things in mythology and actually pay them off, Uh, not just give them lip service, but like they're actually in the movie. Uh, I really appreciated that. So again, I understand, especially if you didn't grow up around the time when the original came out and you have no nostalgia for the original, this was just another found footage movie and you didn't care. I understand that. But if you're like us and you were of that certain age when the original came out and you you skipped over this one, I really recommend giving it a watch. I could do that. Yeah, I had uh, the Diary of Rustin Parr book. I probably still got that stupid thing around here somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, it was man. crazy, crazy times, man. They don't do uh, that anymore. They don't. They can't. Yeah, I know. Everybody knows that it's BS. Like we all know the after. internet now. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, this is a real story. Six seconds later, no, it's not. Nineteen ninety nine was a magical year when anything on the internet had to be true because no one understood how to put stuff on the internet, so it had to have been done professionally. Yeah, uh, nobody knew how to internet back then. It was great. How young and naive we were. Beautiful times. Um, What's this so, one on? HBO? This is on uh, Hulu. Oh, okay. Okay. We're on Hulu. Sorry. Go ahead. It might be on something else, but I found it on Hulu. Um, and that kind of goes with most of these. They might be on some other service, but this is the service I found it on. So, because uh, I know some of the things on Shudder are also on other services. But anyway, um, second Hulu pick, because I know how much my boy Grit loves vampire stories. Yay! <laughs> uh, from 2007. Not only one of the best, scariest, most badass vampire stories I've ever seen, one of the best comic book adaptations I've ever seen, and the rare horror comic adaptation. You don't see those very often. Mm-hmm. 30 Days of Night. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one, that's that's a different category all in and of itself. This came out in prime Twilight era, which I love because the guy who directed it, his name I can't think of, also directed one of the Twilight movies, uh, which just endlessly entertains me. 
because in my mind he's like in my mind is like i want to do a vampire movie twilight that's a vampire movie sure and then he got on to twilight i was like what they sparkle and shit this isn't a vampire movie so as soon as he got done with that he's like no give me a real vampire movie to direct and right. like hey we got this thing uh 30 days of night if you don't know about it um is the story of the town of Barrow, Alaska, which is a real place, um, that during certain seasons has 30 consecutive days where there's no sunlight because of where they're located on the world, on the globe. Big spinny ball we all live on. That is real. That's not a gimmick for a movie. That really does happen. Um, And they wrote a great comic book about it where a group of vampires discover this and they go and descend upon this town uh, they systematically cut the town off before sun goes down. Uh, all the phones and communication and the escape routes. So these people are completely cut off from the whole world. And then the vampires descend. Um, and this is a movie where you know it came out right during the height of the Twilight craze. And I was so glad for it because it's like this is a proper vampires are scary vampire movie. Uh, the vampires in this movie are sort of like uh walking sharks they're just like these giant masses of teeth and gore and they are just like when you run in you're just oh fuck like there's there's they are it makes vampires scary again and i love this movie for it if you haven't checked it out it's got my boy josh hartnett as the town sheriff um and a bunch of other people's names don't remember but check out 30 days of night yeah that main vampire dude he i don't know what his name is but he's huh you're talking to me. Sorry, what'd you say? You're talking to me? Who got cut off? What'd you say? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh. Uh, you... Oh, I was just gonna say the main vampire guy. He's he's in a bunch of stuff, and he's 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 per- he's always like a bad guy. He's really good, and I, I love Josh Hartnett too. I wish this guy. I wish he didn't go away for quite so long. I mean, he was awesome in this. Um, he was. I mean, he was fantastic in. Black Hawk Down, yeah. Oh man, I haven't seen a movie in a long time. Um, he was fantastic in Black Dahlia, um, the, and then of course Halloween H two O. I think that was his. If it wasn't his first big role, it was close. So yeah, he's awesome. Uh, um, ben Foster's in this movie, who is great in everything oh, he's in. He's awesome. I bet he's so intense to be around on set, like especially yeah. in this where he's like Renfield and he's just nuts and gross. Oh man, I bet he was a nightmare to work with because he seems so intense. Danny Houston is the other guy, the lead vampire talking about. He's from uh, Children of Men. He's in X Men Origins Wolverine, which we won't talk about. Um, Twenty One Grams. Yeah, he's he's the head vampire. Yes, he's great in this movie. Yeah, good stuff. Hulu again. Okay, all right, Hulu. I see you. And then because those first two were a bit intense, uh, I wanted to help break that tension a little bit. this is actually a series that airs on FX and then next day on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, I can't recommend it enough. The, the it was a movie started it and then it became a TV show. You don't need to see the movie to enjoy the TV show. Again, we're sticking with the vampire. Is it great? If you haven't started watching it yet, please, I implore you to start watching what we do in the shadows. <sighs> do we have a story I... here, buddy? <laughs> I just don't like it. Somebody told me about it and uh, they're like, this is exactly what you just said. They're like, this is awesome. It's fantastic. It's funny. There's vampires. There's like horror stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I watched it and I couldn't make it through the first episode. I thought it was lame. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Okay. I, feel, I feel like kind of a jerk saying that. There's but anyway. For grit. Yeah. yeah. Dang. 
definitely on a roll. So to me, and here's what here's why I think I don't like it. And 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 now this is all I got. To me, the humor reminds me of British humor, which is its own subgenre of like comedy. You know, you can imagine British humor like Monty Python, that kind of vibe. That's what it feels like. And I could be wrong about whether or not that's accurate because I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but <laughs> that's what it felt like. And I'm, I just don't like British humor. Like I couldn't make it through Monty Python. I just couldn't do it. it, it well, that I should tell you, up. should show you how little grit knows about humor. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't uh, know how to laugh. Go ahead. The film uh, is Kiwi humor. It was written in, in, I think directed, it might not have been directed, but it's definitely written by Taika Waititi that before he blew up huge uh, and some of his Kiwi buddies uh, who, who shot the movie themselves because they knew no one else would hire them to make it. Um, again, the, the movie's great, but you don't need to see the movie to enjoy the show. You can you can watch them independently. Uh, the characters do cross over a couple times because Taika Waititi uh, and the, the other guy who made the movie are still producers on the show. But it follows a group of vampires living in modern day, I forget exactly what city they're supposed to be in, uh, and their familiar named Guillermo. Uh, it is very sort of like um, vampire comedy via The Office in that there's a documentary crew following them. So it has that kind of The Office docudrama comedy feel to it uh but the characters are in my opinion hilarious um because they have absolutely like no concept of how the modern world works because they're you know they've they've, they've been around for centuries and they don't understand quite how email works because technology changes so fast they can't quite keep up with it so they don't bother um it's funny uh, it's it's definitely don't ever judge a series based on its pilot. Give it a few episodes to decide it's not for you. I think it's great. I think it's a fun, irreverent kind of send up of, of lots of horror tropes. I mean, it's definitely about vampires, but they also have, you know, the vampires have a feud with werewolves. Uh, so werewolves are there, brings in witches and ghosts and things like that. So it's more of like a supernatural comedy. I wouldn't really call it a horror thing. Uh, it's It's on Hulu underneath their, like, hulu ween title which yeah i guess but it, it's not really a horror title it's a straight-up comedy so i gave you two hardcore horror movies and then a comedy to kind of break that tension that's what i was going for so i recommend it grit doesn't go watch it and then tell us who was right well to be fair you threw the office in there and i will say that office isn't one of the shows that i love and adore and i'm one of these people that like my personality part of my personality is the that i love the office which is what it is what it is so however i could see somebody turning off the first episode of the office and be like what the hell is this and i'm not into that so maybe i should give it another shot once again just like blair witch you can see how easily influenced i am by your opinion don't <laughs> abuse the privilege sir i'm trying not to sir i uh, wholeheartedly <laughs> would never want to abuse the privilege of like someone saying, "I'll watch that because you recommended it." That's not a. I don't take that lightly, man. That's that's yeah. years of trust and friendship built up there, and it can be ruined in one bad movie, man. Exactly, exactly. Like the day if he I... died, I'm pretty sure my dad was mad at me for making him watch Alien Resurrection, and I can't really blame him for it because that movie is terrible. So I get it, man. I get yeah. it. Yeah, no good, no good. Sigourney no good. was in that one, so we love her. That's our girl. It's our Dana. All right. Sorry. Uh, Moving on. Like, are we channel? Are we done on the channel? 
We're changing channels from Hulu to HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my coworker for sharing his account with me. Um, nice. You better put admit, admitting all these felonies over here. I'm pretty sure it's a felony in Germany or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to cancel all mine. I'm like, oh, I, won't, I won't log on if I'm in Germany. It's fine. Yeah, um, first thing I'm going to recommend, because this was something I stumbled across, and I feel like HBO was doing a disservice by not advertising that they have this. HBO has several of the old school Hammer Horror movies. Ooh, you don't know what know that, that. If you don't know what Hammer Horror is, quick rundown. So you've got your classic Universal monster movies from the 30s. Uh, your Dracula, your Frankenstein, your Wolfman, your Mummy. We all know those. In the late 50s, early 60s, this British company called Hammer Productions started doing what were then contemporary updated tellings of these stories and i don't mean they're set in the 50s and 60s but they were made in that time they were made for a more modern audience they're famous for having um christopher lee and peter cushing in pretty much every one of these movies uh, usually with christopher lee as the villain and peter cushing as the good guy um now i say updated because these were all made in the late 50s early 60s so by today's standards not quite contemporary but they're fun uh, you've got Horror of Dracula, Curse of Frankenstein, The Mummy, and I just found uh, literally like tonight uh, when I was channel surfing before we started this, there's the sequel to Horror of Dracula, which I haven't watched yet. Um, but they're retellings of the classic stories done in that 50s, 60s vibe. At the time, they were kind of pushing the envelope, but today's standards are kind of tame. But they are, they have become in their own right classics of the horror genre so if you've never seen the horror movie the hammer horror films that's kind of a gap in your horror uh, uh viewing check them out on hbo max i can dig it i've never seen any of them uh, i know what you know obviously i know what they are but I, i've never seen a single hammer horror movie i'm not i'm just not super big on the on the classics you know as, as much as i hate to say it the frankenstein the dracula it's just it's just not my jam I wish I wish it was. I feel sort of guilty, but then it's like, you know what? I don't care. I like what I like. Yeah. Well, here's Grit Strike Three. Thanks for playing. That's <laughs> fine. And different you're strokes dead. for different folks. Man. That's all good. There you go. Uh, but no, if you're a fan of those classic stories and you haven't seen these, give them a watch. They're on HBO Max. They're not listed under any like category or banner you just have to go under horde and kind of find them on their own uh, which is why i didn't even know the sequel to dracula was on there until like a couple hours ago um but check them out they're they're they might not be for you but they are definitely sort of like if you're a horror fan i feel required viewing uh that there's you know if, if you look at horror in time periods the way we do like comic books like comic books have the golden age the silver age the bronze age the modern age if you want to look at horror films that way you've got your classic universal 30s and 40s age you've got your atomic horror and then coming out of atomic horror you have that kind of resurgence of gothic horror and that's what uh, hammer was all about is that like resurgence of gothic horror becoming popular again and this is this is right up that end. so give that a watch i can dig it number two I'm very mixed about this one. I wasn't going to be on the list for a while, but I, I can't wrap my head around this movie. I can't decide if I like this movie or I hate this movie or I'm in love with this movie 
or I, I never want to talk about it again. I don't know. I'm, I'm hot and cold on this one, uh, depending on the minute. I saw it in theaters, but it was day and date on HBO, so you can watch it on HBO right now. Um, it will be dropping from HBO in the next few weeks, though, so if you want to watch it, watch it quick. From James Wan, the man who brought you Saw, Insidious, and The Conjuring, which, man, talk about a pedigree. Hmm. Malignant. Mm. Haven't watched it. Don't say too much. I, I look, dude, I could describe this whole movie to you and it still wouldn't spoil it because no matter what you think malignant is based on the trailers or the description of the movie or what you've heard, it's not that. I guarantee you, whatever, whatever you think, oh, it's a haunted house thing or it's a demon thing or it's a, whatever you think it is. Even while you're watching it, and you're like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing. We're building this up, and then we're going to reveal this. I see where you're going. It ain't that. It ain't that. Um, and and when they reveal what it is, that's where I'm on the fence of, I don't know if that's genius or stupid. Um, so Yeah, no, there's yeah. that's one of those movies that I had no idea what, what kind of notion it was based upon the trailer. Like, I had, I don't know. This is a lot going on here. That's how I was with Insidious too. It's like uh, I watched it. and I'm like, ah, I don't know. It looks kind of scary, maybe. But I, I, I have no idea what the story is. But I love, well, yeah, I love James Wan. Um, I love his his the, the first couple Saw movies. I love the Conjuring series. I love Insidious. Uh, I even thought Fast Seven was pretty good for that series, and I absolutely love his Aquaman movie. Uh, I will be there as soon as Aquaman 2 hits theaters. I support James Wan, but this movie was sort of like, I feel like he'd done enough goodwill for Warner Brothers that they just wrote him a blank check. I'm like, here, just go make something, James. Aquaman made a billion dollars here. Your next one is on us, man. Do whatever you want. And he used that to be like, all right, this is going to be batshit crazy, but y'all give me a blank check. Here we go. (laughs) Um, It's the most what the fuck uh, movie I have seen in a long time. And I still can't decide if I love it or hate it. Uh, so I need everyone to go watch it and tell me what you thought <laughs> so I can figure out where I need to be at. Um, but it, it's a horror movie. It's brand new. It's from James Wan. It's on HBO Max right now. It, it um, The day and date movies are only there for like 30 days. So it will be going away soon. Jump on mm. and check it out. If for nothing else, and be like, yeah, watch that. Um, there it is, Malignant. I'm intrigued. Let's hit it. That's what number three. I need to start writing these down. I'm not uh, great with no, number, note taking. Should number two for HBO. It's fine. I got notes, man. It's all good. Oh, this is number three that I need to sign up for. Oh, 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 these okay. these are like my checklists after you know after we wrap this up. Or just come visit your buddy. We'll have a weekend. It's fine. I love it. Um, finally on HBO Max, this is one of those gems from back in the day um i don't like this director in the same way i like james gunn in fact i'm kind of the opposite on this director i think he's made one fantastic horror movie and then a shit ton of mediocre to crap movies paul ws anderson best known for the resident evil series he also directed soldier with kurt russell the first alien vs predator movie a terrible Three Musketeers movie. Uh, he mostly directs shit. And I'll <laughs> say it to his face. However, the crown jewel, and the reason I can't say he's just a hack, 
is he made one of my favorite horror movies of all time. We're going sci-fi on this one. This is a Lovecraftian haunted house movie in space starring Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill. I am talking about Event Horizon from 1997. Dang, I can't believe that one's that old. Yeah, I know, right? Jeez. Uh, This is one of those few movies where even in like junior high, in my basement watching this, I had to turn the lights on, man. This movie freaked me the hell out. Uh, Really? When I picked it up on DVD in college, it still freaked me the hell out. I was like, "Uh, (laughs) I remember this guy. And kind of intense, but I'm a big kid now. I can watch it by myself. And I got like 45 minutes in. I'm like, maybe we turn the lights on. Then I got like an hour in. I'm like, maybe somebody wants to come watch this with me. Um, This movie just goes there, man. It's um, without giving too much of the blood away. It's a sci-fi movie. Uh, there's this experimental spacecraft uh, called the Event Horizon. It's got some prototype engine that's going to take us further into space than we've ever been before. They light up the engine and the ship disappears. And it's like five years later and the ships finally pop back up into our solar system again. And we send another team out to go investigate what the hell happened. And I don't want to say more than that, other than this movie goes places you would not expect it to go. Uh, the spaceship is designed like it's a gothic cathedral in space. Um, it is this weird mashup of, you know, if, if Alien is a, is the slasher movie in space, Event Horizon is the haunted house in space. And it has elements of Lovecraft, insanity, body horror. Like, it makes, it puts the Cenobites to shame in some of these sequences, man. Um, it is intense. If you haven't watched it in a long time, give it another viewing. If you've never seen it, you owe it to yourself. Event Horizon. I cannot recommend it enough. Never seen it. Uh, yeah, that's definitely one on the, one on the list that I've heard. Basically, the same review from pretty much anybody that's ever talked to me about Event Horizon. They said pretty much what you just said, and uh, why that has not, you know, motivated me enough thus far to check it out i have no idea but it's huluween and i will hulu watch it that didn't work it's hbo max okay yeah yeah sorry different chat it's hbo ween there you go and i will hbo on my way to watch it uh, again, this is another one I'm pretty sure is on a couple of streaming services. Um, so if you don't have HBO Max, you can probably find it somewhere else. But this was uh, HBO Max is where it popped up. And as soon as it popped up, I was like, oh, what's going on the list? Um, it's so good. It keeps me hopeful that maybe Paul W.S. Anderson will direct something else good somewhere in his career. He Paul hasn't w. proven me right yet, but you never know. I'm really interested. Maybe I get to- Maybe I get this guy and Wes Anderson mixed up, which is not exactly the same type of movie. Don't mix the two of them up. (laughs) Paul W.S. Anderson and Wes W.E.S. Anderson. Uh, Not the same guy. Not the same kind of movies. Um, Yeah, because he did... He did a small movie. I can't think of the name of it. Then he did this. He did Soldier with Kurt Russell. And then he went off and did the first Resident Evil... Oh, Mortal Kombat. He did the original Mortal Kombat movie from 95. Um, oh, yeah, there which it is, is. In my opinion, still the best video game movie ever made. Um, 
those two films like are very well done and like I can't quite write the guy off because he's capable of good stuff. But then he goes down this rabbit hole of like a million Resident Evil movies and Alien versus Predator, which was dog shit and, and crushed my my adolescent hopes that someday we'd see that movie. And we finally got it. And I'm like, this is really this is what I was waiting like 18 years for this shit. And then uh, he did a terrible Three Musketeers movie. Uh, it's just uh, he did Monster Hunter is the thing he did most recently. I think it was last year he did uh, another video game movie uh, that has fuck all to do with the video game it was actually based on. It's got Mila Jovovich in it too. They all wow. do. Can you guess this who he married? Insane. Oh, is he married to her? Yeah, they met in the first Resident Evil. They got married. Now she's in every movie he makes, just like Rob Zombie. Moon Zombie. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Well, Event Horizon, though, that'll go on the list. I can dig that. And if that was not your thing, I got to give some some honorable mentions to uh, HBO Max also has right now the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series, mm-hmm. Poltergeist, all Ooh. three of them and the remake, I believe. And what I'm going to throw out there, because I know Grit is a fan of this one, the most possibly most underrated uh, horror gems uh, and perfect for this time of year, Trick or Treat is on Ooh. HBO Max. That's... That's one of my ones. One of my ones is a trick-or-treat. There you go. We're hollering about trick-or-treat recently, about how we're never going to see a second one, even though we should. Anyway. This movie got done dirty, but it's good. Give it a watch. Uh, With that, we're channels here from one more time. Okay. We're going to hop over to Amazon Prime. You're paying for it, but are you really (laughs) watching it? Amazon Prime. Good question. You're welcome, guys. Question. I wrote your slogan for you. <laughs> uh, so on Amazon Prime, now I want to be clarified. On Amazon Prime, you can find pretty much anything because Amazon Prime, you can quote rent a movie where you pay, oh, sorry, like three or four bucks and you can rent a movie for 24 hours. So you can find tons of stuff on Amazon Prime. I'm specifically talking about the movies you can watch right now included with your Prime subscription. So the free to me or with Amazon Prime selections are what I limited myself to. Because you can find just about anything on Amazon Prime, but you might have to pay for it. This is the stuff you already get just by having a Prime subscription. Uh, And the first one I need to put up on IMDb because my notes didn't get this far is from 2014. The Taking of Deborah Logan. Uh, Yeah, okay. All right, go ahead. I, I, wow, okay. I watched this on a different service, but um, this is one of, in my opinion, the best found footage horror movies I've seen for a long time because it has such a great premise for why it's a found footage movie and for why we're recording everything. It starts out as uh, a young documentary crew making a film about a woman who is in the early stages of Alzheimer's, and they're documenting how debilitating that disease gets over time. So A, that's why the documentary crew is following her. B, when shit starts to get sideways and kind of weird, there's your built-in excuse for why no one's freaking out or calling the cops or leaving the house or because this woman has Alzheimer's and dementia and she's acting weird and we don't quite know what level of weird should we really be freaked out about until it's too late. Um, I don't want to say what the twist is. Suffice to say, whatever you think it is, it ain't that. 
Um, I did not guess what was really going on in this movie. And when we got to the third act and we revealed what's really going on, I was like, what? Uh, not like a laughing at it, but like a back that up. Did I just see what I thought I saw? Um, really enjoyed this movie. And I have to add, um, the title character, Deborah, uh, Deborah Logan, is played by uh, an act- actor named Jill Larson. The entire movie, familiar. I was like, I know her from something. What do I know her from? This is driving me crazy. I stopped the movie to go IMDb it. The reason this might have hit me so hard is I grew up watching this actress. I'll peel back my own curtain a little bit here. On the soap opera All My Children, uh, which is my mom's favorite soap opera until it got canceled in 2011. Thanks, ABC. Uh, She played the character Opal. I spent I don't know how many summers of my childhood watching this actress as the lovable old Opal, the the beloved mother and grandmother character, and she's kind of that sassy Southern, got a quip and a comment for everything, like that beloved character. And then in this movie, she goes full-on horror and starts doing crazy stuff to people, and I'm like, oh, that's why this is fucking me up so much. It's like watching my young grandma in a horror movie. Okay. Yikes. Uh, Grit apparently had a different experience with it, though. Uh, no, no, my my initial outburst does not necessarily reflect okay. uh, how I felt about the movie. I I agree. My only, I guess, thing with the movie is is it's it felt slow, and so by the time we got to that third act, I was kind of like, oh, okay, what? and and I very likely got distracted and ended up doing something else or blah blah blah, and 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 but I have seen that like. I've seen a clip of that big reveal scene and it's like, holy shit, what is this and what is happening? So I, I kind of saw the first, you know, three fourths of it or whatever. And then I saw the very, like the big climax thing. And then I kind of had to put them all together in my head. Uh, everybody says it's really good. Um, the found, I, I agree with everything you said about the story. The found footage stuff works. The characters work. Um, the, it, it, I think at one point it's like, okay, I don't care what we're studying. Y'all need to go ahead and bounce. Like, mm-hmm. let's get up out of here. You know, I, I think there was one or two points where it's like, okay, this is pretty extreme to where people would stick around for it, you know? But uh, overall, I thought it was good. I thought the lady playing Deborah was, uh, was De- Deborah Logan. Yeah, sorry. It's just totally blanked on that um <laughs> i thought she did a good job i'd never seen her before she wasn't my grandma so it was fine uh but yeah no i i, <laughs> I totally dug it it was just a little bit of a slower burn for whatever my distracted life was doing at that time you know what i mean so wouldn't say no to it at all no fair enough it's definitely a slow burn uh because again that's part of what i did is, is it starts out very like legit this is something we would document. This is something a documentary crew would follow. And again, it gives it gives enough believability for why people aren't freaking out when normally we would that you mm-hmm. kind of go with it. And by the time you get to act three and shit really starts to hit the fan, um, you're already there with it. So you're, you're yeah. on board. Um, I liked it. And as soon as I saw a found footage, I'm like, oh, God. Because uh, again, those are a dime or a dozen these days. But this one was really, really worth it. Uh, stands above the other schlocky 
found footage movies. So for sure, for sure. There you go. Um, and if you don't like slow burns, um, sorry, I got another one for you. Kind of uh, from 2001, a movie I don't think gets nearly enough praise. This was one I rented even before I really got on board the horror um, genre. I rented it because one of my favorite actors of all time, the late great Bill Paxton. This was his first directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, from 2001, the movie Frailty. Yeah, buddy. Starring himself, Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, Powers Booth. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want, again, I don't know how much to say without giving stuff away. It's, this one's tough. Yeah, it's the story of, it's a um, Matthew McConaughey goes into a police station and confesses to knowing who a serial killer is. Powers Booth is a cop who kind of takes his confession, and he then recounts this story from his childhood about his father believing he was hearing an angel commanding him to kill people who were actually demons on Earth. And it's very... The story is told in flashbacks of the story of him and his younger brother and their father and what happens and as it kind of goes down the rabbit hole of insanity and what's real, what's not real. Suffice to say, this movie has a fantastic twist. I don't want to give it away. Um, It is a bit more of a slow burn. I'll say that. And it's definitely less of a creature feature kind of horror movie and more of a like shining and that holy crap my dad might be going psycho what do i do as a 10 year old with a younger brother and i'm suddenly now like the sane person in the house and what do i do like it's it's more of a psychological horror film in that regard but it is appropriately intense greatly acted um give it a watch i think uh i think my son probably says that about every time I buy a new Michael Myers mask, I start ripping the hair off of it. Oh my God, my dad's gone crazy. What's wrong with this dude? That's how I roll. This is what I do. That's fine. I mean, he's been around eight years. He's probably used to it by now, but I'm sure there's been a few moments where he's like, he said last time, he's like, man, why are you painting these masks up for no apparent reason? I was like, because they look like crap and I'm making them not look like crap. So whatever. So yeah, he totally thinks I'm crazy half the time, which is fantastic. Um, no, I love this. Young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good to set your expectations at a young age. Um, yeah, I watched this right after Bill Paxton passed away. Uh, it was kind of one of those things like, oh, I heard of this, and I didn't realize that he directed it. And actually, I forgot that he directed it until you just said that. But um, I thought it was awesome. It was fantastic. And I'm really easy sell on anything with Matthew McConaughey in it. Love this dude. I would watch him in anything like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 5. Like, if he happened to be in a movie quite such like that, I would even watch it just just for him. I think he's awesome. It's um, a pretty subtle McConaughey performance. He's not, you know, all right, all right, all right. He's not too over the top of this one. So if you're not a you're huge right. McConaughey fan, he's very uh, subtle in this one. Right. He's he's not doing a Matthew McConaughey performance. He's He's... He's bringing the noise and like uh true detective. I mean, it's yeah, my con- his, I freaking love this dude. So yeah. Uh, and this movie was awesome. I love the concept. I love the idea of it. Uh, it's just overall, I just really liked it. Um, can't, can't go wrong with that, but I do get this one in the gift mixed up and I don't know why <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know where the connection is there. One has, Maybe they came out. One has Joey Potter naked and one does not. So, that's what mm, I that's can tell I'm, you. Yeah. Sorry. I'm always thinking of the gift, I suppose. 
<laughs> one is from Sam Raimi. Anyway, uh, Amazon Prime, my last choice. I thought he did the gift. Maybe he didn't. No, he um, did. You're right. I didn't. I didn't know okay. that though. Cool. Yeah, for me. Uh, Good cast. Anyway, <laughs> way off topic. My bad. All right, this one might be another controversial one because this is another. It's a, a more recent horror movie. Um, so if you haven't watched it yet, if you're on the fence, I recommend it. My co-host might not agree with me, but we'll get to that. <laughs> From 2019, uh, this is definitely more of an, uh, I hate to use the phrase art house horror movie, because that automatically checks like three-fourths of the audience out of like, ah, art house now. I will say I had kind of the same expectation going into this movie of like, oh, great, here we go. It's going to be like three and a half hours long and lots of quirky little camera setups and and all the horde is going to be what's not shown and and it's going to be boring and it'll be subtitled and great here we go but everyone's talking about let's watch this thing whatever um it's not quite that <laughs> uh this movie has one of the most holy shit openings i've ever seen to a movie um Koran and me talked about just the opening sequence of this movie of, of how it emotionally gut checks you right at the start uh and then never quite lets you recover from that uh midsummer is the movie i'm talking about yeah go ahead yes go ahead uh so I got uh, a group of friends including a couple travel to scandinavia to visit a rural um hometown that it's kind of one of those uh, uh what do you call them a uh commune Come, there um, you go yeah they're kind of living their own little world uh and they're i think two of the guys are like anthropology majors so they're kind of there to study them as a culture that's kind of evolved their own traditions and whatnot and you know they start out with that you know typical ikea scandinavian niceness um and and things progress pretty quickly um yeah they, they they look a little culty yeah they are a little culty and i'll say this i will say this things get intense in this movie very quickly and uh there were more than a couple moments where i was just like holy shit um this movie does not shy away from gore or intense situations or just crazy batshit off the wall imagery that i'm like whoa okay I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at, but that's not going to be um, I, a lot better than than I was afraid it was going to be. It was it's much more straight line horror than it was artsy horror, um, like Hereditary. I did not care for at all. Uh, I, was just, I was afraid this was going to be like that. It wasn't. Uh, I'll enjoy Midsummer. Grit might disagree with me. It sounds like. So, I guess. My, th my, th I guess how I ended up walking away from Midsummer was, <laughs> I don't I have like feel like I've Facebook like raged about this movie so many times. Um, whenever I got finished with Midsummer, it was very much like when I got finished with Hereditary. When I was like, that sucked. That was stupid. Why did I watch this? You've wasted my time. I don't even know what's happening. This is awful. And then two days later, I was explaining Hereditary to a coworker, and I stopped, and I was like this is brilliant this is fantastic i freaking love it my lord like just recounting it like you know blow by blow especially that mid part in hereditary i was like this is genius whenever i got done with midsummer i had a very 
similar initial reaction where it was much of a, wow, this sucks. That was ridiculous. Y'all wasted my time. I cannot believe I watched that. And you're absolutely right. So the gut punch at the very beginning and, and this director, uh, I, I, you know his name, I'm sure. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Um, just had it pulled up and I lost it. He does that because that mid scene in Hereditary was a similar like gut punch. Like you just spit your milk out everywhere or whatever. I don't know why you're drinking. Milk. Anyway, I, I would have never found that. But now that you say that, okay. I okay. recognize okay. the name. Um, yeah, so that's how I was with Midsummer. Looking back on Midsummer, there were a lot of really creepy, very like. I like it better than I did when I first saw it. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a huge fan of it. Um, you know, a couple of scenes were just gross and just shocking. Um, there's the scene that's like on the trailer or whatever, where she's really like crying with all the other girls and they're like just doing yeah. this thing. I hated that scene. And it almost made me hate the actress because I just I don't know what it was about that particular scene and the cadence of their like crying or moaning and the way they all kind of like slip into this rhythm. I don't know. That scene annoyed the piss out of me. And I, and I, I don't have any real logical reason why. Uh, but the beginning <laughs> was fantastic. Um, you know, the the thing with the. I don't know. There was just a lot of really cool stuff in there that that I didn't mind later that I really just hated upon the initial viewing. But if, if I never watch that movie again, fine with me. I don't care. It was cool. There were some <laughs> cool parts, but but yeah, it's not I, something I'm ever going to watch again. Cause it did. It does make you uncomfortable. It, it does a yes. good job at creating this, this atmosphere and just this feeling. And you can't really even put your finger on it, but it's a very like, you, you don't want to be there. And that's how hereditary was. Did a great job of just like, Oh, I'm crawling out of my skin. I don't want to be here. Um, so once again, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, you know what, bro? You did that. You you brought it. This was your goal. You accomplished it. Awesome. Good job. I'm never going to watch this shit again, but that was fantastic. <laughs> like, well done. Um, but yeah, so that, that was my thing with Midsommar. But if you've never seen it, it's different. And I, I can see how people would call it an art house horror movie because I don't know. I feel like that's an appropriate term and I could probably sit here and think about why that fits, but I, 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 I don't feel like doing that right now. Fair enough. <laughs> unless, you, unless you want me to, unless I'm going to get paid overtime for this. What up? That's a whole other episode. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I will say this is one of those movies where when it came out, it got hyped up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like if you're like me, that there's kind of a sweet spot of, of hype of it's been hyped up enough. You're excited to watch it. And wow, that was pretty good. And there's, there's, there's definitely a lot, a part where you're over the line and it's like, it's so hyped up. It can never possibly reach the levels of hype. It's been built up to you. Um, mm -hmm. So now that some of that balloon has deflated a bit um, and yeah, we've all moved on to debating about malignant. <laughs> <laughs> instead of this movie uh maybe now is the time to go back and, and give it a, a watch if you haven't gotten to it yet um i think it's it was better than i expected it to be 
but depending how much your your friends have hyped it up, it, it may not quite be that. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, uh, and I did not like uh, I did not like Hereditary. So same director going for kind of the same thing, and for whatever reason, I enjoyed this and I hated Hereditary. So I don't know that, that I'm weird. Uh, but we're going to end things on an interesting note. Because as I was going through the streaming services and trying to find cool horror movies to watch, shout out to Whitney, who was like, you're missing one. And I'm like, oh, we got all the big ones. She's like, you're not going to Disney Plus? And I'm like, horror movies on Disney And as I was saying this, I'm like, nope, this sounds fun. Let's do it. So if you've got Disney Plus, here's what I recommend you watch uh, this October. Uh, first of all, one isn't out yet, but I am hyped for this because it combines two of my most favorite things in the world. Number one, The Muppets. Number two, Woo! Disney's Haunted Mansion. Muppets Haunted Mansion hits streaming on October 8th. It's Gonzo and Rizzo spending a night in the Haunted Mansion and a bunch of the Haunted Mansion ghosts reinterpreted as Muppets. Take my money, Disney. Oh, wait, you've already got it. Um yeah, the trailer for this looks fun. It looks like it's something that is appropriate to watch the kids of all ages. There might be a few little spooky references, but I don't think it's going to shock or terrify your children. Um, I mean, pretty much everything on this list kind of fits under that. Uh, but it looks like a good time, and it's it's something new. Um, so no one's seen it yet. But it drops October 8th. That's my first recommendation, Muppets Haunted Mansion. That sounds awesome. I did not know that was a thing. Sign me up. Let's Can't say more because I haven't seen it. So there you go. I'm here for it. Things I have seen. And if I don't at least mention this on this list, I will be stoned and uh, driven out of town. Because you can't talk about Halloween and not talk about Hocus Pocus. That's it. That being said, I'm not going to talk about Ouch. Hocus Pocus. Do you want to say something nice about Hocus Pocus? I got no problem with Hocus okay. Pocus. I actually never seen it till a couple years ago. I think it's fun. It's... Uh, you know, it's '90s Disney where it's there's a few things that are a little over the edge than than what Disney would be probably brave enough to put out now. But um, maybe they would. I don't know. Um, it wouldn't be under the Disney name anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they just tack it onto Fox or something else. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Um, but no, I, I I thought it was fine. Um, I love that freaking song, the "Come Little Children" song. I got like a version of that on my freaking Halloween playlist. Creepy, good stuff. Um, yeah, I dig it. If they ever did another one, uh, I'd go for it. Is it my oh. favorite? No, but is it like okay if you know Foster wanted to watch it for Halloween? Sure, put it on. Sequel is definitely coming. Don't worry. Uh, well, good. I mean, directly to Disney Plus. I'm pretty sure. Uh, mm. No, look, I I saw this movie when it came out. It was okay. I don't quite understand this giant resurgence uh that it's gone through in past years apparently an entire generation just loved this movie but never talked about it until like five years ago um and now we all like we all collectively remembered how much we loved hocus pocus uh so it's freaking everywhere now um i see that it's a that part is total mystery like i'm with you what uh, i rewatched it last halloween because Whitney puts it on our uh, Halloween watch list every year, and I always take it off. Like, I'm not watching that movie. So finally, <laughs> fine, let's, let's let's watch it. I'll, I'll fine. You're right. I'm being a stickling bud. Let's watch Hocus Pocus. I made her watch Ernest Scared Stupid. Let's watch Hocus Pocus. 
And it's not nearly as bad as I remember it being. It's actually, it's a pretty fun movie. I can see why people growing up at a certain age loved it. Not quite my cup of tea. But again, I can't talk about Halloween movies on Disney Plus and not talk about Hocus Pocus. People um, people are all about that these days. That's a big one. Uh, same vein, I can't talk about Disney Halloween movies and not talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. We're not going to debate if it's a Christmas or a Halloween movie. No, that's well, not. That's that's uh, another. I don't quite understand the. Not even really cult following because this movie is now mainstream as fuck. Um, but the the merchandise. I mean, Disney hated this movie when it came out because it flopped and no one. But man, as soon as Hot Topic opened, Disney sure loves this movie again. Uh, yeah. Uh, Whitney's asleep now, so I can say this out loud. I don't quite get the love for Nightmare Before Christmas, but I get if your kid is into slightly more scary, macabre kind of stuff, and and you know if your your kid has watched like the old school Universal horror movies and they're cool with that, and they kind of like the edge of your scarier stuff, throw this on for them. There's nothing in here that's going to be over the top, crazy, inappropriate. Um, it it you know if you're a younger kid it feels like oh I'm watching something I'm not supposed to be but really you're fine um, yeah I, I, that's all I got to say about that I could do a quick one on that um, yeah yeah no I agree that I don't know where it came from I mean and, and I don't love it as much as I feel like I should you know does that make sense yeah I got um, you. Like, because you know, I love Halloween. I love the horror. I love the scary stuff, and, and the you know the whole holiday of everything. And people say, "Well, holiday, check it out, John. It's Jack Skellington." And I'm like, "Cool," but it doesn't like wrap wrap me up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I got. It. I think it's one of those. I'm so like over it like it's been yeah. so hype for so long like yeah can we talk about something else now yeah um so there you go had to mention those right we're running out of town but there you go they're on disney plus as you would expect so little further digging this one i have to recommend because i love it it's nostalgic for me um from if you're an old school if you were cool enough in the 90s and by cool i mean lucky enough to have the disney channel uh provided by your local cable provider you might remember this because it was on pretty much non-stop the month of october on the disney channel when they used to just run old disney shorts it is called lonesome ghosts from 1937 if you don't recognize the title don't worry it's the one where mickey and donald and uh goofy are ghost exterminators called out to a haunted house to go hunt ghosts and they take like a fishing net and a double barrel shotgun and a bunch of other random stuff that i'm like what are you gonna do with all that stuff uh it's a it's a nine minute short of them having wacky hijinks trying to catch ghosts in a haunted house um but i remember it from my childhood and i love it somewhere in my ghostbuster patch collection i've got the ajax ghost exterminators ghostbuster patch um because it's Ghostbusters plus Disney, so I had to buy it. Um, if, you've, if you've never seen it, give it a watch. If you vaguely remember Mickey and Donald and Goofy doing something in a haunted house, this is what you think of. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm for this one. That's great. <laughs> so the only reason I know about Lonesome Ghost is uh-huh. to bring it all the way back around. 
1986. No. I don't know. It was like 88, maybe. Disney did what's called DTV's Monster Hits. And they did a, did these kind of compilations where they would make music video, like modern music videos out of old Disney cartoons and stuff. Uh-huh. So they did a few of these. I've, I had like three of them. Anyway, this one was called Monster Hits. And it had um, Thriller. They did it with Thriller. They did it with Bad Moon Rising. Um, what else did I have on there? Superstition. And they just cut all these cartoons in there. So these were the modern songs. Well, there was a little movie came out in 1984, had a catchy song called Ghostbusters. They cut Lonely Ghosts with the Ghostbusters theme song. And it was on this Disney tape. And it was the coolest shit I ever saw. So, uh, you know, because I was, you know, Ghostbusters and the Lonely Ghost Disney stuff. This was pretty cool. So yes, I I totally know Lonely Ghost. I don't think I've ever seen it in its original form, like beginning to end. Ooh, this <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> is that the one I was talking about, or is that the original yep. one? Oh, is it? This is Disney Monster Hits Ghostbusters. That's it, baby. We had this on tape. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna dig this, bro. Especially since it's official. It's like licensed. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was cool. Nice. All right, and then last one for Disney Plus, and last one that I've got on this list. Um, because I was going through trying to find okay, what's what's what will be on here? Uh, and Disney also has kind of a grouping of of their kind of Halloween theme stuff. So thank you, Disney Plus. <laughs> Peacock. Anyway, not quite Disney, but now technically owned by Disney is The Simpsons. And oh, okay. The Simpsons has a grand tradition of every year doing their annual Halloween episode, The Treehouse of Horror. So if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you now have, and Disney curated all of them in one big collection, so you don't have to wait through every single, every 33 seasons of Simpsons to find these. You can now just single out the Treehouse of Horror episodes of The Simpsons. Yes, every Treehouse of Horror, all 33 of them, because The Simpsons will never end. The world will just stop spinning. Uh, they're all on there. They're a fun anthology of horror stories, often spoofing uh, horror movies or TV shows or, or popular things of the time. And other times just being you know, Simpsons writers being able to get away with anything because it's a Treehouse of Horror anthology episode. They're fun. They're goofy. Sometimes they're a little scary. Um, but there's 33 of them on Disney Plus to watch. So that's probably the hardest. That and Hocus Pocus with the whole virgin candle thing probably the hardest edge you're going to find on Disney Plus for Halloween content. Yeah, we have to dodge that question. What's virgin mean? Um, well, how about them Yankees? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so there's, I got two actually, real quick okay. for yeah. Disney, if we got a minute. Um, one is um, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ooh. And it's the 1950s 
cartoon that's narrated by Bing Crosby. And um, it tells the story of like Mr. Toad, wherever that was. Mr. Toad goes to Washington or some crap. I don't know. Whatever. The first half, I don't care about the first half. Yeah, I don't care about that. The second, second half is the Headless Horseman. And Bing Crosby's talk, you know, he's narrating it. He's popping in and singing songs. I don't know. I loved it. It's on there. I watched it the other night. Um, classic stuff. Uh, and then the other one we just watched today, actually, which is on there, which I was kind of surprised it was on Disney Plus, too, was the What If Zombie episode it was kind of like, whoa, this is a lot for Disney, it felt like. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, of course, I know that it's based on the book and all that stuff, but the zombie episode was pretty horrific, hor- horrific. It wasn't like really bad. No, nothing. I mean, it's it's an animated Marvel thing, so it's going to be safe for all ages. There's no like giant gory scenes or whatnot, but it, it gets a bit intense. Yeah, the like glowy zombie eyes were like, that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I thought they did a good job with it, but it was. I was. I will say, I was when they announced they're doing what if. I was like, that sounds awesome. Like it's going to be animated. I'm like that sounds even better because you can do all kinds of cool world building with animation that costs yeah. you know, on a budget. Um, and then they're like, we're going to do Marvel zombies. And I'm like, because I'm so <laughs> over zombies. And I'm so, there's like That's six true. Marvel zombies miniseries from Marvel. I'm like even Marvel did Marvel zombies to death pun intended uh i'm like just stop so when this episode came up like i'm watching this purely out of obligation marvel i have noticed but but for an mcu zombie story it was pretty good uh it 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 was it was fun um i I was entertained the whole time they had interesting characters not the characters i would have expected um i i was pleasantly surprised by what if good job yeah See, Go do it again. Good job. <laughs> you better not pull that again. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. That's all I got for Disney Plus. It's all this. So there you go. That is everything we've got for Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, Shudder, and what's coming out in good old fashioned movie theaters. So that should give you plenty to sink your teeth into this spooky season. Grit, thank you for joining me and curating this list for our listeners. It's an Uh, honor and a pleasure, sir. And we hope that gives you plenty to watch. So until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.